0: Through the Eyes of Men, Fatherhood. And today on here, we have one of my spiritual fathers that is so near and dear to my heart. And we have on here today, Pastor Phineas.
1: Awesome,
2: awesome.
0: (laughs) Pastor Phineas, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, first of all, I'm super proud to be with you today and uh, just thanking God for the opportunity to add value to your listeners Uh, but also just to be a part of what you're doing. It's uh, just been exciting to see your journey and uh, the things that you're doing, the amazing path you're taking, and the influence you're creating with this podcast uh, as a pioneer. Uh, Well, a little bit about myself. Wow, it's a lot. But uh, in a nutshell, I was born and raised in Kenya, in Africa, born 2.86 pounds premature. I grew up with uh, chronic bronchitis and asthma throughout my childhood. I was very sickly and uh, pretty much at the age of 14, I got diagnosed with three major illnesses that left me paralyzed mm-hmm. on my left side. And uh, it's that time that I was really just in, you know, traumatized and afraid of what the future would hold. Uh, being uh, raised in a family of five, we lived off of less than $2 a day. Uh, So pretty much in abject poverty. Uh, But having that moment of uh, just uh, being paralyzed was really a turning point in my life. That was one of those eureka moments for me. Uh, Somebody gave me a message. It was called Purpose by Design. And uh, listen to that. Uh, it was actually a VHS tape. Uh, if I can date myself, that's how fast. <laughs> this, this might not know what that is. Uh, similar to uh, a <laughs> DVD, but uh, and uh, and the message really was all about purpose. That we all have a how we are born or how we come to this world. We have a purpose and a destiny. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, That really ignited something in me because uh, the situations and the conditions I was going through was very similar to the person uh, that uh, was uh, sharing this message. And literally that set me in motion for the next 17 years to Mm -hmm. pursue, really find out more about purpose, what purpose is and what my purpose Mm -hmm. in life is. And I eventually discovered that my assignment was really to get to a point where I help people discover all that they were born mm-hmm. to be. So in mm-hmm. essence, my assignment is to help people discover uh, that they are called for a specific assignment and that, that assignment is their discovery. Uh, it's not a decision they have to make, it's a discovery. And so I believe that we all can be more, we all can go farther, we all can reach higher. Mm-hmm just need that bridge, that person that connects us to who we were meant to be. So uh, Mm -hmm. I do lead and pastor a church here in the Houston area. Uh, It's uh, called Faith City Church. Uh, It's about a 12-year-old church, and uh, we're just glad to be making a difference. We've touched Mm -hmm. over 28 countries uh, in people from all around the world from different uh, walks of life. So that's, in essence, a little bit about me.
0: All righty, first question. What is fatherhood?
2: <laughs> wow. You know, that question is very loaded, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, There's really not a definitive description of, uh, of fatherhood. Uh, but uh, when I was thinking about uh, fatherhood, because uh, the concept has been very distorted, it's very mm-hmm. hard to aden- to understand fatherhood in the lens of, mm-hmm. in a skewed lens of uh, humanity. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I could define fatherhood basically from uh, an understanding of God and his love for us, that if we really want to grasp and get a hold of this concept, we cannot understand fatherhood outside of God, because God referenced mm-hmm. all the things that God would reference himself to. Uh, the thing he taught us is that he's a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you pray the Lord's prayer, he says, our father who art in heaven, mm-hmm. so I think uh, fatherhood in human times is, in definition, is limited. But if we look at fatherhood from mm-hmm. a divine term, uh, its scope is unlimited. And so mm-hmm. I would say fatherhood is really a reflection. Uh, true fatherhood is a reflection of who God is to us.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. What are some generalizations about fatherhood that need to be shut down? Well,
2: they I mean, there are plenty, but uh, I think uh, the stereotypes, the stereotypes that, uh, you know, that every, you know, a lot of times when you look at people, uh, they tend to uh, categorize and label and uh, basically put people, pigeonhole people yeah. in uh, certain clusters, in certain groups, in certain behavior patterns. And so whether it's a deadbeat dad or all those, Mm -hmm. so so those generalizations, those labels, they limit because whenever we put a label on somebody, it's based on our limited perception of who Mm -hmm. or what they are. And so it it causes us to define them by, so if you, for instance, if somebody makes a mistake and we define them by their mistake, uh, I think it's Albert Einstein that said that uh, you know, uh, a, a fish will live. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live. It, it will live its life thinking it's a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because that's not what its purpose is. A lot of times, when we don't have an understanding of things, mm-hmm. we tend to label and criticize what we don't understand. And so, when we criticize and we label these things, we propagate stereotypes. And those generalizations limit because uh, you cannot define people by a limited scope of your understanding of
0: them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes,
0: is fatherhood challenging, and why?
2: I think in the scope in the, in the world today, it is. Uh, I want to say it is. I want to say it is because of the fact that. Uh, most of the, most of humanity right now has uh, has defined uh, uh, fatherhood a certain way. And there are a lot of limitations as to, uh, there are a lot of limitations as to uh, how people are perceiving who fathers are.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: there's an expectation. And that expectation limits, the, it actually limits performance. It limits mm-hmm. capacity because there are certain, expectations that cannot be met, you know, uh, standards mm-hmm. that cannot be met by unrealistic standards. So what is challenging is that the roles have also shifted. When we yeah. look at today's role, uh, the roles have shifted. Whether it's, uh, it used to be like a father was uh, basically uh, the general provider, right? Yeah. Uh, but then now, when you look at the roles today, uh, you know sometimes the wife or the mm-hmm. the mother brings the bacon, you know. So mm-hmm. the roles have shifted. So whenever there's a shifting in roles, then there is a shift in perspective, and there's a shift mm-hmm. in expectation. There's a shift in, um, in uh, in basically expectations. And so that's why it's been challenging because now people are trying to, they're trying to meet a standard that is constantly evolving, a standard mm-hmm. that is constantly changing. And so that's, that's why it's been, it's, it's, it's challenging. The other thing is also the, the, the change in advancement, you know, uh, yeah. this many dynamics that are hitting, like when you look at the, what I grew up under, the environments I grew up under compared to the environments that uh, uh, kids are growing up today or parents yeah. are kids in today, the dynamics are constantly changing and we yeah. have to really get to a point where uh, we understand the evolving uh, dynamics and the changing dynamics. So yes, it's it's definitely very challenging. Uh, it's challenging because also uh, they, there's so many different roles that uh, come with, the, with, the, with fatherhood. Yeah. And so it's been challenging to many people because, one, they don't even have the time, the energy, or the wherewith, or the resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go about in fulfilling those roles. So, for instance, if you're going, if you're working on a nine to five or eight to five, or you have to work twelve-hour shift, that means you're going to have to forego and uh, not be able to be there as you're required, mm-hmm. which is gonna definitely impact uh, your presence and your contribution. Okay. And so, those shifting dynamics always create challenges. Okay.
0: Is your father in your life and how has that affected your fatherhood?
2: Yes. Yes. uh, Actually, I'm I'm blessed. I'm I'm blessed to uh, have my dad in my life. Now, uh, it wasn't always that way because growing Mm -hmm. up, uh, he, uh, which I currently now understand that, uh, you know, uh, In life, you know, uh, there are certain roles that, as you play, they come with certain consequences. And so, it used to be, I felt like, oh, maybe my dad was not there; he needed to have been there more. Uh, Mm -hmm. But later on in life, I began to realize with responsibilities, just these—you have to sacrifice; you have to give up one thing to get uh, to get something else. You have to give up to go up. So there are things as a father you would have to give up and uh, sacrifice so that the kids and the family can get to enjoy. So in my life, initially growing up, my dad worked a lot. He was a cab driver Mm in the valley in the morning, come late at night, and so really did not uh, have him around a lot. But later on in life, as uh, I took on responsibilities of fatherhood, it also helped me to begin to understand and relate with him differently. And so, Mm we've connected at a much deeper level in my adulthood than it was at childhood. And uh, he's been very instrumental as far as really uh, showing me and molding uh, that example of just, just, just strength and resilience. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that he's been is uh, just a person of strength.
0: Mm, so good. Was being a daddy your plan or was it God's plan?
2: Oh, wow <laughs> is that is that a trick question uh, <laughs> well it, it, it depends if you're talking about are you referencing to being a dad as far as having a child or because I, I I consider myself a dad to spiritual daughters as well and spiritual sons mm-hmm. but uh, as far as physically being a dad I think, one of my desire is to leave a spiritual legacy, and so mm-hmm. having uh, uh, having kids, having um, uh, uh, kids was one of my long term plans <laughs> actually. And
1: uh, mm-hmm. and thank
2: God that God has blessed me with two wonderful, beautiful kids: uh, a daughter that's eleven, going to be eleven, and a son that's going to be seven. So. Uh, just excited about uh, raising them up. Yeah. But I believe it's in the entire plan of God. Um, I believe Mm -hmm. that God says that he knows the plans he has for us, plans for good. And so this plan, I believe it was his plan to give me this, uh, this, to steward these two kids.
0: Yeah. Have you and your spouse ever had to deal with a miscarriage or stillbirth? And how did you get through that?
2: Well, unfortunately, we've uh, fortunately by the grace of God we've not. But I do have uh, friends and close family members that have gone through the miscarriage, and,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh, including my brother. My brother had to. Uh, he went through a stillbirth, uh, a miscarriage, and mm-hmm. uh, it was. It's it's not easy for any parent. Uh, they say one of the most difficult things for a parent to lose a child. And so it's not an easy thing, uh, but uh, one of the things that helped me uh, them navigate through that was me coming alongside them as well as just creating community mm-hmm. and uh, just engaging at the level of really just praying in the ministry of presence. Because sometimes mm-hmm. people just want to know you're there and not that you're trying to fix it, because that's not something you can fix. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's just a ministry of presence, yes.
0: It's so good. Do you have a good slash close relationship with your
2: kids? I want to choose to believe so. You know, sometimes you don't know unless you hear from their perspective. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you might be thinking you're a great dad, but they think that you're not. Or you uh, mm-hmm. uh, just are based on certain things that they... But I want to say I do have a close relationship. We talk in a lot, and especially on core issues of the heart. And uh, I try to create an atmosphere where they can be themselves around me so that I'm able to learn where where they are and what they require, what they need. Uh, So I I will say that I I do have a good relationship with my kids and uh, a close relationship. When my daughter was born, I spent the first uh, 12 days with her because her mom got sick, preeclampsia, had to be in the hospital and pretty much stayed with her. And uh, I raised my daughter all through uh, literally through her uh, her first, I think, four or five years until she would be able to go to school. I stayed with uh, her. Same thing to my son. I I had some ample time because of my flexibility and schedule. So, yeah, so I've spent some quality time with them and uh, we're close.
0: What do your kids do that soften your heart?
2: I think um, it's their love, their love for the things that uh, God has called me to do or their love for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really does help me to see them, uh, you know, like I want mm-hmm. to be with me in the space that I've, I'm called to, you uh, one of the things I say is that uh, ministry is a difficult thing by itself, but to see the kids wanting to be and to go where I'm called to to be, that's that's uh, that's been a blessing. It's been very helpful uh, to literally just see them want to serve God and love God and be. Mm-hmm the church that that salt is my high because i want to do this so that they can also i want to god god works generationally he works relationally but Mm -hmm. also emotionally and so i want my kids to get to a point where they can also uh serve and love god
1: Mm, so good
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or McKrispy sandwich
2: Oh, so I don't know if I want to. <laughs> but I think conversation, one of the things is dialogue. I try to uh, to enforce dialogue because, uh, you know, foolishness is bound in the heart of the child. And so sometimes helping them to see and communicate with them, uh, and also, just after every correction, uh, reaffirming uh, their identity by letting them know they're not up less, but we have to deal and confront with the issue. Uh, but I think in this day and time, people uh, are uh, really about uh, physical, uh, physically addressing, you know, uh, correction. But biblically, the Bible says that the rod of correction drives it away. So. Uh, we can either get into physical uh, into debates about what you know, what society wants, mm-hmm. what's acceptable, uh, but there's also what's scripturally and what's truth. Mm-hmm. So, but the driving force is uh, should always be a correction that brings around the uh, the kind of correction that b- brings about. Um, uh, changed behavior, not just mm-hmm. and 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 true change, change true correction happens when um, it, when the heart is transformed, not not mm-hmm. just behavior, outward behavior changes. So my thing when it comes to disobedience is dealing with the core of the heart issue, not mm-hmm. just physical. Yeah, because a lot of times you can force them to do something, but if their heart is not uh, set up, then mm-hmm. mm-hmm. losing battle. So, uh, wanting for them to really have the core of why you're doing what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. What are you trying to, or what do you want to instill in your son?
2: Well, one thing, not just my son, but both of my kids, my sons and daughters, I, um, one of the things I want them to learn is kindness. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the world is so cruel, uh, and there are a lot of things that people face. And sometimes we can be inhumane. And my mm-hmm. number one thing I want my kids to learn is just kindness—to be kind to people, to love people from where they are, and work with people uh, to be who they're supposed to be. I think a lot of times we 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 love people because they're acceptable to us or they feed our
1: mm-hmm. friends. Oh, yes. friends from
2: but I want them to learn kindness, to learn compassion, because uh, that's the essence of humanity. is truly just having compassion for people and loving people. Uh, the other thing that I want them to learn is is not is 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 just to be uh, to have gratitude, you know? Because mm, yeah. with gratitude, days we live in a generation of uh, people who are entitled. Oh, and so there's a lot of uh, just entitlement, but I don't want my kids to be entitled. I want them to just be grateful for every little thing that they have, because every little thing that they have, is it's a blessing from God. Mm-hmm. And so I want to choose to believe that, um, that, that those are two core, you know, more than anything, mm-hmm. Is a spiritual legacy of them loving and serving God, but more than anything character-wise, I want them to be kind and I want them to have gratitude.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some unspoken promises, principles, characteristics, etc., that you want them to grasp just by watching you?
2: Uh, I think one of it is, uh, I've already said, which is kindness, but the other mm-hmm. thing I uh, also want them to see is resilience is, mm. is 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 courage is is the strength mm. to press on beyond uh the challenges of life I've had a very challenging and trying uh time in life and so uh just the the the, the challenge of walking through that path has mm. just you know it's just it's a, it's 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 been a lot and so um I just want them to see that, no matter what they go through in life, that they 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 can make it. I also want them to really have the capacity to dream, to, mm-hmm, uh, to yeah. see that they can have a dream and actualize their dreams. Uh, so I wrote a book called From Dreaming to Becoming Ten Essentials mm-hmm. for Living the Life of Your Dreams, and that's one of the things that I want them to know: that no matter where you are, you can be more, you can go farther, you can reach higher than you ever thought possible.
0: Yeah. Hmm. How do you incorporate your walk with Christ into your parenting?
2: So it's not one and the other. It's 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 you, my walking with Christ is not uh, a, a, one thing that needs to be incorporated. It's who yeah. I am. Uh, so I, I, I don't. It's not like Christ is there and I'm here. Uh, I think it's just well, well. Number one thing, I have to be who God intends for me to be in their lives, and not I'm not I'm not their friend. I'm their parent. Mm. Uh, so I need to distinguish it. Their friendship is 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 forged, but the number one role I have is to instill character. Yeah discipline too. The Bible talks about uh, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So now the the parenting, God doesn't give you kids that he didn't give you ability to steward. So if mm. I'm kids, I have the ability to steward them. So it's my responsibility to steward them. So yes, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's something you, you, uh, you, you actually it's who you are. So it's not something you do, you incorporate, it's actually who you are. So I think everything we do, the Bible talks about that we are doing it as unto the Lord, if it's parenting, setting an example, of course, you're going to fail. A lot of times it's People, I'm not about perfection. I am about progress, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: So
2: how do we move? Even if I don't become the best parent to them, how do I move the need of father along, uh, father from what I saw, father from what I experienced, so they can take their need of father as well, you know? So uh, it's it's really being Christ-like and in, 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 uh, getting to that point. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: How do you balance work, spouse, ministry, kids, and your own personal walk with God?
2: I know you didn't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> that's a noxious and you know that. <laughs> balance. Shala, <laughs> you try to be funny. Uh, so, <laughs> It's not really balance. I want to say it's just being where you are, so that because mm. you're not going to, you'll the assignment for ministry and uh, is different from just a job. A job you can clock in and clock out. The assignment mm. always is some is who you are, and that's why I tell people you bring your family along with you in your journey, um, and that's why a good uh, 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 spouse or good. Uh, 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 father or mother will will create an atmosphere where the the family can come alongside uh, the vision and be part of the vision because it's not just something you do, it's who you are. That's your all called, you now have an assignment, so you're building around it. So one of the things that I do is I try to and 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 now more than anything you know just as you grow you develop and you mature in certain areas i had a very tough time at the beginning because at the beginning you have to uh, really sacrifice a lot is anything Mm -hmm. business or you're running a a restaurant or anything you have to give up to go up so you give up Mm -hmm. quite a bit at the beginning But eventually, you gotta get to a point where you begin to understand how do I create space for everything Mm -hmm. else? So Mm -hmm. it's creating uh, emergence and space that allows you to be, and then being where you are. So if I'm at work, I'm at work. If I'm home, I need to be home. You know, if I'm with my kids, I need to be there, not torn in between. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: it's a balance. Yeah.
0: What challenges do you have as the head of house and how do you overcome them?
2: I think you're always wanting to know that you're leading the family in the direction that God wants you to go. And yeah. so one of the challenges is just knowing, are you in tune with what God is speaking to you for your family? Mm-hmm. Because you can't lead them where you've not gone. You know, you Ooh. can't. You cannot be an example if you're not following his example, you know. So, uh, so it's just a matter of following and, and pursuing the path and submitting to the process. Uh, mm-hmm. So the challenge is is really knowing how do I continue to be consistent even when uh, I don't, you know, I'm not. You you're not always going to know where you where where you're heading or where everything yeah. is going to be. You have a sense of vision, but you don't know how. And so one of the things is just to stay uh, obedient to God, to stay mm-hmm. uh, faithful to the call, you know. Uh, so you ask me how do I overcome them? I just stay obedient no matter if I understand or not. Sometimes you want to be obedient. you mm-hmm. so can understand. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be obedient no matter what. I want to to be faithful in in season and out of season. I want to be faithful to the Lord, yeah. So the challenges. Are there. Oh, no, I'm saying the challenges are definitely there and they're going to be there because you're not always going to agree on everything mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to disagree. You're going to look at uh, things differently. Perspectives are always going to be different. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not so much so about our preference as it is about his purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we give up, preferences and we allow the purpose we can be able to accomplish greater because uh greater is he that is in us so if we are walking towards the, the scripture says that many of the plants in the man's heart, but it's a purpose of God that will stand so if there's a purpose that God has for us if we stay on that path that's the purpose that's going to yield results mm-hmm. uh so matter where you are and how you feel, sometimes you have to give up your feelings in what you want to accomplish what he desires, you know? That's Uh And that's the part of seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness and all mm-hmm. these are added.
0: What falls through the cracks because of whatever is happening on a daily basis? What area are you slacking in?
2: Um I want to say self-care. Self-care is one mm-hmm. of the areas that I have observed. I don't do faithfully and i'm actually trying to cover out time uh actually hopefully this uh year i want to take a sabbatical for a month and just yes. take time for myself uh self-care is one of those things that you i mean you literally don't you um i mean because you're taking care of everything and everyone else mm-hmm. and so you find that uh, yeah so another thing is I'm trying to create a discipline to constantly uh, spend some time to work out so that I can be yeah. in a healthy state of mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometime maybe getting, you know, like reflexology massage that helps me mm-hmm. with my feet because uh, sometimes my feet hurt a lot. I'm flat-footed. So that, those kind of things, just, just personal time that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that is needed to cover the energy for where I'm trying to go.
0: Yeah. Do you find yourself overcompensating in any way for any reason?
2: Um, I want to say no, because one of the things that I've come into terms with is uh, my identity. The reason we overcome
1: mm-hmm. is
2: not, we've not really dealt with our insecurities. We've not so, dealt with our. Uh, we're not self-aware. So when you're not self-aware, mm-hmm. uh, you have to do those things because you're seeking validation. I. I am not. Um, I'm. I'm one person that I'm. I'm safe in my skin. I'm comfortable in who I am. I've come into terms with who I am and what I'm not, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't feel the need to have to compensate because I feel that I know who I am. And so Mm -hmm. my identity is wrapped, is not wrapped in what I do or what I have. My identity is based on who I am, based on what Christ has done in me. So uh, just having that assurance of knowing who you are in Christ, uh, that you, then you don't have to have to do uh, so much outwardly because you're trying Mm -hmm. to uh, conceal or hide some things about you. No, I'm an open book. What you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. So if I'm yeah. not your person, I'm just not your tribe, but yeah. I don't feel the need to.
0: Mm. What do you do on the days you want to quit?
2: The days I want to quit, I have to reflect back on the the why. If you have a competitor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nitschke, uh, Frederick Nitschke said that uh, if you have a compelling why, he who has a compelling why can deal with any how. Uh, when you get mm-hmm. to where, uh, when you know why you're doing what you're doing, and this is why people like you give me a reason to keep going because I see that you know the 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 investment and the time that has mm-hmm. been poured into has not been wasted, but it's mm-hmm. being it's been invested in the desirable future. So now. Uh, that's 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 where we are you know you uh mm-hmm. you're a perfect example of of uh, what keeps me going is when I see people doing uh what it is that we've helped them discover their mm-hmm. purpose and assignment in life and what they're capable of then uh that keeps me going so i I rely a lot on what I hear the testimonials of the people whose lives looking at the results because Uh, You can't quantify success by uh, numbers. You have to quantify it by the impact in the people's lives and the impact is revealed by the results that they demonstrate on the day-to-day basis. So I always feel like quitting every day, but I don't quit because I have to put in front of me why I keep doing this. Uh, But I'll be lying if I tell you I don't feel like quitting. Every Mm -hmm. day I feel like sometimes I feel like I, I don't even know why I'm doing this.
0: Mm, yeah. Mm,
2: amen. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Who has helped support you through your journey as a father?
2: I want to say I've I've um, submitted to a few uh, leaders that have uh, had a significant impact. One of them is Apostle Sammy. Uh, he's been a, a you know a really. Mm-hmm. Good pro- model of, uh, of a father to me, being that he's fathered me into ministry, uh, but also just uh, walked with me through some of the issues in my personal life as I mature. Uh, mm. Also, my, my dad has been there, especially just encouraging and praying for me and mm. staying with me. That has been very uh, important to just have that kind. And then I also just have people like my local pastor here, Mm-hmm. uh that uh, that uh that 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 encourages me and, and checks for me and prays for me and uh so yeah so i've had people who uh and especially I think for me most people that have been there for me not only have they been there physically but they've modeled uh what life looks like in this role that mm-hmm. I'm stepped into that fully unaware. Mm-hmm. And so now the, I'm able to reference and see, man, they've done this. They've done, they went through mm-hmm. this. But they, yeah. So, yeah, those kind of things.
0: Is a spiritual father as important as a biological or at-home father?
2: Man, it's very important. Uh, he's a uh, uh, spiritual. Here's what uh, a lot of people don't understand, uh, that... <sighs> Your 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 biological father cannot be everything to you because that's, mm-hmm. that's not their role. Their role is to uh, help you form your identity. The role of a father is to help you uh, develop into the person you 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 intended to be. They give you identity. When Jesus before Jesus ever did anything, God says, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." Mm-hmm. You hear, yeah, yeah. So God is affirming Jesus because that's the role of a father is bringing affirmation and identity to the child. Now, the, the, as you have a physical father that birthed you in the natural, you need a spiritual father that can birth you in spiritual things that can help you to develop and grow spiritually. A lot of people. Uh, grow physically but they've not developed spiritually and they stay premature because they're not willing to submit to somebody that can help them to grow. So the role of a spiritual father is not to replace your earthly father, it's to to usher you into a new dynamic, into a new dimension. Of operating from, because you're a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body, and so your physical. That Joseph was able to uh, facilitate uh Jesus' growth on earth, but he mm-hmm. didn't hurt him spiritually. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it also it acted the Holy Spirit to bring mm-hmm. about you know the spiritual formation in Jesus' life. So. Yeah. Uh, we we need both. You need both an, a biological and a spiritual debt And for those who are blessed to have uh, both in one, that's a blessing. But yeah. if you're not, then you need to identify somebody who you can be accountable to that can help you birth uh, birth into the things that God has intended for you. Uh, everybody is doesn't have capacity to father you. Paul says we have many teachers, but not many fathers. And that's the thing. Uh, People Mm can teach, but it takes a special person to birth you into the things of God and to mature you into the purposes of God. So
0: good. What do you wish you were told about fatherhood beforehand?
2: You know, I think the role of fatherhood is an evolving role. So it's not something that you need to walk into uh, uh, really like uh, knowing all the pieces. Uh, But uh, if there was one thing, it's just the the weight of it. I think Mm -hmm. um, most people underestimate and overestimate the roles of fathers, but underestimate the weight of what it takes to be one. Uh, it takes a lot of character development. It takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of uh, sacrificing and dying to self to really say, "You, you can call yourself a father, that, and you, uh, you, you're not dying to self. You have to constantly die to self so you can give those you love." uh, what, you know, what you desire for them to, to have? So it's really knowing the weight of it, you know, even spiritually, yeah. I'm learning just how to restrain myself in so many areas, uh, so that I can, you know, when you think about the story of the prodigal son, it's called the story of the prodigal son, but it's actually the story of a loving father, uh, mm-hmm. Look at that, that when the son returns, the father doesn't work on reciting what the son did or his identity. And that's the thing. As a father, your number one role is to help your sons whenever they fall, whenever they go, wherever they go to restore the identity. That's who God mm-hmm. is us he's always wanted to restore us into the identity of who he created us to be so as a father accountability is not calling the children out of their mistakes it's calling them to who god called them to be so much of what you're doing is speaking life and potential into what uh otherwise is not display which is what is not displaying the kind of behavior you want so as a father you need a lot of patience you need a lot of strength you need a lot resilience and courage to navigate through uh, those moments just to be able to, uh, and, and also just believing, because it's a lot of believing that, you know, Paul says, my little children will have travailed until Christ be formed in you. Uh, there's a formation process that takes time, and you need patience to wait until that formation process comes. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's later on in years that they finally get it. But you're still required to be consistent mm-hmm. as a father in, mm-hmm. in in nurturing and birthing those things. Mm-hmm. Birth, yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and
0: participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: What is one thing you wish you were told by your father?
2: One thing I wish I was told initially growing up was uh, just hearing him more reaffirm me more in terms of uh, uh, identity, in terms of mm-hmm. just knowing what I'm capable of. Uh, mm-hmm. I Think over the years later on in life, uh, like I come from a, a, a cultural background, a, a father of a, a traditional background where uh, fathers are not as uh, sentimental or they're not as mm-hmm. emotional, so. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't have, oh, I love you growing up or we love Mm you or you're doing well or, you know, I'm proud of you. We didn't have that. Uh, Now now I do because of the relationship I formed with my dad. But I think uh, at the formative years, it would have been best to hear that because it uh, just reaffirms the direction, especially when you've grown with a lot of uh, challenges, it Mm -hmm. does true and real fun. So yeah, that's one thing that I wish uh I, I, I could have had more growing
0: mm-hmm. up. What is one thing you were told by your father that you use often?
2: Uh I think one thing I'm very encouraged by my dad is just his uh his uh the, the encouragement that he is like he just like he's always it's going to be okay. It's going to be alright. Mm-hmm. He's always, uh, and I use that because, like, even when I, if I would call him right now on the phone, the first thing Mm -hmm. is, I know things are going to get hard, but I just want you to know it's going to be okay. Mm You know, so it's (laughs) always that, Uh, it's like, you don't, it's not going to kill you, just keep Mm -hmm. going.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So, uh, and that has always helped me just, I know that I can always count on them for encouragement.
0: Yeah. What is one thing you want to tell other fathers?
2: I think I want to tell fathers that they're not defined by their roles, uh, that uh, they need to find value outside of what they do uh, because the roles shift. Uh, you still are who you are, you know? Um, the problem with society today is that we define ourselves based upon the roles that we play. And so. Mm-hmm. We have to get to a point where in life we understand who we are, that we were not created to do everything. So as a father, Mm -hmm. even though you're functioning in different roles, you have to know who you are. Your identity is found in your purpose, not your role. Mm -hmm. So uh, a a true father has to learn how to define their worth based upon God's purpose, not the society's Mm -hmm. role. Uh, so the pressure of trying to meet all these expectations, uh, you don't need to. You just need to be who God called you to be and fulfill the assignment that God has placed you here on earth. And He can say, well done, good and faithful servant. The other thing is as a father... We cannot allow society to use our failures and our weaknesses to define who we
1: are.
2: We are not defined by faults and failures, but our passionate pursuit of God's purpose. So uh, I think one of the things I want to tell them is that look, you are not defined by your mistakes, you know. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, people, you know, if it's broken homes, the 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 mothers or the wives want to push. Oh, your dad this, your dad that he's mm-hmm. deadbeat, and so that that creates their or forms their identity. No, our identity is secure in who God is in us, mm-hmm. and we have to be, yeah. know that we are too complex to be defined by a single moment of failure or a uh, wrong judgment or a wrong decision.
0: Mm-mm-mm. What do you tell your kids often?
2: Uh, that I love them, that I believe in them. I pray for them every morning before they leave the house. I declare who they are. I declare what they. Uh, I I speak destiny over them. I bless them every morning. I I want them to. The first thing they hear is 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 affirmation. Is is mm-hmm. is that they will have a blessed day, they're protected, they're covered, they are going to make it. And, and, and I, try, I try as best as I can to always every morning speak, pray over them, prophesy, decree over them mm-hmm. before they go to, to school.
0: What do you think needs to be talked about more as it pertains to fatherhood?
2: I, I think we've minimized the roles of fathers in, in society. Yes. And that's because we've demonized the process because the enemy wants fathers to be insignificant in society. Mm-hmm. And fathers are actually the pillars and the core of society. Mm-hmm. So if we yes. minimize their role, then we actually cause the society to be destabilized. I think we need mm-hmm. to talk more about fatherhood and the roles of the role of fathers in in um in a in, in, in society and what kind of uh, impact that they make and uh, what, why they exist and what they're here for. Mm,
0: yeah. Do you think there's a lack of fathers and why?
2: Yeah, because it's not been modeled. It's not been mm-hmm. modeled. And those who are, there are are struggling to believe and accept their role because just of how diluted it's been.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: what Important for us to start talking about fatherhood, about and fatherhood not from malehood. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. see the difference between being a male and a father. A father, uh, a male, basically, you can sire kids, but you you might not be their father. You know, uh, the goal is not just uh, having kids. The goal is how do we how do we? Fatherhood is is basically your protector, your cultivator, you are. Mm-hmm. Cult- that into that, you're cultivating them into their God purpose, into their. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand, and, and the one thing that we think is, you can you can you can grow up in a single, uh, single mother's home, but I want to tell you something. There are things that only fathers can instill in their
1: mm-hmm. kids, and there are mm-hmm.
2: that mothers can instill in their kids. And so if we, if we negate one or if we minimize one and amplify another, we basically abdicate the process and miss mm-hmm. out on what we could benefit from both.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why
2: no matter how bad things get you, you cannot deny your kids the ability to experience both because they need both.
0: Mm, so, so good. What is your hope for your future as a father and what is your hope for your kids?
2: my hope is that i will really develop into becoming not just uh to be to be really uh i want to be not not just an example but i want to be able to uh walk with people uh into this process of fatherhood and to really uh i ask god to help me uh die to myself so that i can begin to live to a greater purpose uh, where I can model fatherhood differently, where I can uh, be a different type of father spiritually, but also naturally uh, to my kids. I want to be a different type of father. I want them to really find grounding and uh, and direction and hope when they're around me that I become a reason why they're able to achieve uh, significant things in life. When you think about people like Serena and... Uh, yeah. Essa Williams, uh, their father was not uh, a tennis player, uh, a famous mm-hmm. tennis player, but his role in their life grounded them to, to become. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, uh, you you don't have to have been a master in fathering if you yeah capacity to you can father your kids into their greatness. So my hope for my kids is that I'm able to father them into their greatness so that they can be what mm-hmm. they to be. That's
0: so, so good. Do you think this generation of fathers have things harder or easier than you have them?
2: Man, uh, I don't think they... It's really, it's a relative question because of the fact is it's circumstantial. It's it's based mm-hmm. on what are we looking in reference to because yeah. you can't compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. But what mm-hmm. I do know is that there are values that we are losing and there's, yeah. uh, there is yeah. a backbone that I grew up with that I'm seeing yeah. uh, we don't have. And so as a result, it's creating, uh, um, you know, it's creating... Um, weaker men because of the mm-hmm. fact that they're not able um, to go through the tough times and mm-hmm. uh, um, and they're not able to go through these tough times and, and behold uh, I think um, there was a saying that hard times create a strong men, and strong men mm-hmm. create good times and good times create weak men and yeah. weak men creates hard times and so it's an ongoing cycle so if we yeah of hard times, people develop a backbone. People become,
1: yeah.
2: uh, but when we have this good times, it creates weak men and weak men yeah. create times. And I think that's where we are. We are the purposes of, uh, you know, just stuff, people going back yeah. to their hard times because of the weak men and, and uh, the lack of true fathering.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay, last two questions. What do you have to say to this generation of men and fathers?
2: It's a lot to say, but I've been saying it along as we were Mm -hmm. having this conversation. But one thing I would say is uh, to encourage them, no matter how hard it gets, to keep pressing towards becoming a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. I think mothers are very uh, underestimated and uncelebrated. When you look at how mothers are celebrated on Mother's Day and ignored, uh, the truth is, the reality is, there is a... uh, these are the 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 men have uh the fathers have been ignored for so long
1: yeah. and so
2: what i want to do is is to use this time to say you can be everything god called you to be that That's no matter true. who identifies or sees your role and he you know he who sees in the secret will reward you in the open and so it's understanding that our role doesn't become insignificant uh relative to the uh, inability of those around us to de- to identify our significance. Uh, so we are still important. We are still needed. Society needs yeah. fathers. It needs people who are going to make a difference. Who are going to uh, let the light shine and and really mm-hmm. act and transform. Uh, many people's lives and, and fathers, we are that we are there to our kids. And if we can just teach our kids uh, that they can be all they were born to be and that they have greatness inside of them, uh, we'll help them birth greatness. And so I also want to, again, echo the whole idea that you're not defined by your failures or your mistakes. Yeah. God has a plan over your life and it's a plan for good. And he wants you to step into that place with greater clarity
0: yeah and last question what do you have to say to this generation of women and mothers?
2: well <laughs> I think uh it's 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 gonna sound controversial but I want to say if we can work twice as much on identifying the strength and the importance of fathering as opposed to the weaknesses and failures in men mm-hmm. we can make a difference in society mm-hmm women have amplified so much the inadequacies of men and their mm-hmm. inabilities and in their capacities as, 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 as fathering that it's 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 made them lose respect for
1: fathers. Mm-hmm.
2: And so when they lose respect, they're not able to receive or to give an opportunity for them men to become what they're supposed to be. So I think they, uh, I will say to this generation of women and mothers that you need to train your kids to walk in honor and respect towards uh, uh, their fathers. Whether you like them or not, honor is not something we do because people deserve it. Uh, we honor people because it's incumbent upon us, we are honorable. I think creating a culture of honor uh, where women can honor, uh, women and mothers can honor uh, men and, and fathers. I think that yeah. would create an environment where even dialogue can be had. But yeah. we cannot go around calling people dogs and saying how they're not yeah. they're good for nothing and then wonder why they perform at that level, you know. Oh,
1: Jesus. Um, for- Stop <laughs>
2: people yeah people will ascend to the level of the prescriptions you label them with and so uh, really get into this place of saying look uh, there's more in you uh I think this this society of women uh, we we're so I think because there's so much bitterness that we don't have queens we have beat and bitter bitter and, 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 and women, and we don't have queens that understand to speak to kings. Uh, we gotta, we gotta get to a point where we we speak into men and into fathers who they were meant to be more than we speak what they're not, you know. And so calling greatness, declaring who the like, start with your sons. If you don't believe in, in your husband or your significant other being that, start calling your sons into what mm-hmm. they're supposed to yeah, be. Really you know, when cool. I look at something like. West, Kanye West has just been so people call him narcissist and so self uh, self centered, but the 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 strength he has has come from this place of just mm-hmm. his mother. You know what his mother reaffirmed in him and what she said of him. So I wonder if we can start telling our, our sons who they mm-hmm. are and uh, speaking over their destiny and declaring mm-hmm. who they are as a pronouncing what their fathers are not, I think we can start making a difference.
0: Oh, that is so, so good. Oh, take me to church. <laughs> I can't eat Oh, God, that was, that was meaty. Oh, that was so good. Pastor, thank you so much for that. That was just, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't even have any words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's rapid fire. You have me <laughs> answering all these questions. <laughs> But, hey,
0: uh, you got it done <laughs>
2: uh, we got it done yes we did
0: <laughs> well kind of and beautiful people with that that concludes the end of this episode if this blessed you in any way of oh, course go, go, go share this with someone take this and run make sure that you're using this to change your life your community and the world go to the patreon go to the website follow us on instagram and with that we'll see you in the next episode bye guys